Hello, my name is Sarah and I am your chakra coach. On this podcast, we'll be exploring how the chakra system can help guide you to grow your emotional, mental, physical, and spiritual wellness, leading you closer to your highest self. Hello and welcome. Thanks for listening this week. As you may know, I've added a new little feature to the podcast, and that's midweek mindfulness. I've only done two so far, but if you like them, we can keep going. It's it's a short, short podcast episodes with a rebalance, recharge, reconnect theme. So it'll be things like breathing exercises, a quick thought experiment, something like that you can do on the spot to increase your presence, reduce stress, and to feel better. I'm also putting a short video on Instagram so you can see the mindfulness technique as well as hear it. The full video with the whole explanation and demonstration is housed on the Patreon page, but I just wanted to give you something quick to do every week that could help you with self-care, something that you'd have time to do for sure to calm your mind and spirit and body. In that theme, this week I'm bringing you an interview with relaxation expert Craig Goldberg. We talk about why relaxation is so important, even though we know that, we don't always do it. Plus, he shares what's happening in our bodies when we get stressed. And importantly, he shares with us his best tools for relaxation. Craig makes technology-assisted relaxation tools, which I didn't know anything about, but was really interesting. We talk about sound therapy, vibrational therapy, and how different sounds have different effects on our brains and brainwaves. Also, how sound waves, uh, pressure waves affect our bodies, which was kind of wild. Um, And how he creates tools, furniture, uh, meditation cushions to sort of envelop your body into the sound and vibrations for healing. Now, I haven't tried it, but I'm so intrigued. I'm, I'm probably going to. It sounds it sounds super cool. What I did do, though, was sign up for his music app, which has uh, meditation music tracks for specific healing effects, and I've added it to my meditation practice on some days, and they're surprisingly effective. I mean, I guess not surprisingly, since that's what they're designed for, but it's really cool. He even has some that are specific to chakra work, so you can probably guess where I started. Uh, Anyway, a little about Craig. Craig is a certified vibroacoustic therapist. He loves hosting events, and he regularly speaks on the science of mindfulness, the efficacy of essential oils, nutrition, and just generally living a healthy life. I'll put links to all of his information in the show notes, of course, as well as links to my social media and Patreon, so you can connect with us there. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Craig. Thank you so much for being here today. I just really appreciate you. Hi, Sarah. Grateful to be here. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. So as I mentioned in the intro, you are a relaxation expert. And I mean, I feel great all the time. Do we even need relaxation experts? I I think we do. I I think we do too. Right? Malcolm Gladwell said, what, 10,000 hours to become an expert in the field and and my wife will tell you, I've logged a lot of hours relaxing. <laughs> Instead of doing something else. Well, um, I could be doing something else. That's right. Sure. Look, uh, our, our downtime is as important as our uptime. And I think 
in this beautiful society that we've co-created today, we kind of wear as a badge of honor our busyness and, yes. and the task list that doesn't end for any of us. It's constantly going at the honeydew list that I have sitting behind my door here in my office never seems to get fully checked off. And there's always something else that we could be doing, whether it's personal, whether it's for my daughter, whether it's for my wife, whether it's for me or my business, there's an endless list of things to do. And it's very easy for us to get caught up in that to-do list and spend more time than necessary in fight or flight or stress and anxious or sympathetic nervous system response. And yeah, I think we all need a reminder to slow down to relax and to give our body time to rejuvenate, recuperate, reset, detoxify and, and protect itself. Yeah. I agree 100%. And we definitely don't prioritize rest, recovery and relaxation. And that is something that in the past six months or so, I have absolutely tried to be more mindful of and found it more difficult than I expected, quite honestly. Yeah. I feel there's, like there's a certain there's a certain amount of guilt and shame even that layers on top yes. of it as as I'm relaxing and others around me are not or even others that aren't around me I just know they're out doing stuff out being productive out right. contributing to society like it's 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 a really wild conundrum that we've found ourselves in Yes and, I would sit down to relax and I would start getting stressed out about relaxing. And so then I would start making rules for myself. No, you have to sit down for 15 minutes. And like, it was this whole, I know it sounds like madness and it is, it was, it was complete madness. And, but I had gotten to a point in my life where if I did not prioritize recovery, it was never, never going to happen. And I was burning out faster than I could rejuvenate. And, and look, the body gives us signs right? Aching muscles. I have a three-year-old picking her up and putting her down. My wife can't pick up my daughter right now. Her back is right. Like, and, and this is my household. Like this is what we do is right. relaxation. <laughs> and we have an entire healing sanctuary that is built for uh -huh. relaxation, rejuvenation and recuperation. Okay. So I'm the first one to tell you that this is a practice. It is a process. We can all benefit from more relaxation and more downtime and and allow ourselves to do it not only that but be more way more intentional around what's happening in that sequence of events and what that 15 minutes of relaxation means or an hour or two hours or effort i'm clearing the whole day and i'm on dnd and that's that right do yeah. not disturb, do and, not disturb. And let me be and, and you need that every now and again so you got to listen to your body and listen to the signs that your body is giving you and fatigue, mental fog, right? All of these different things are signs that your body needs rest. I want to talk a little bit more about that, about what happens to our bodies when we find ourselves in this stress, in this fight or flight mode, freezer fawn, you know, all of these stress response that, that are very useful in small doses. And we yeah. are just absorbing them in e enormous quantities right now. What is happening in our bodies? I write, it produces fatigue, but tell me what's happening and how, what kind of signs I can look for. Yeah. So first and foremost, if, if you're stressed and anxious, you are by, by definition in a sympathetic nervous system response. 
So if you're feeling anxious, if you're if you feel that elevated heart rate, that shortness of breath, the um, almost incapacity to think clearly and be rational about what the future holds and what you need to knock out, right? You're, you're in a sympathetic nervous system response. So there is, uh, first of all, this is a reflex. This is not, it's, it's involuntary. However, you can impact how long you stay there, what triggers you to go there, and, and you can have a little bit of influence on how fast or how quick you go into that sympathetic uh, nervous system response. And look, our, our boys and girls at the front lines in the military, in uh, first responders, these are great examples of how you can train your nervous system to downregulate, to not react the same way, right? When a first responder shows up on the scene of, a, of, a, of an accident, you, you're in shock, you have adrenaline flowing through your body. And for them, it's another day at work right i i i was just talking yesterday uh with somebody who's in news and reporting the news as a journalist and on screen they're reporting on some of the most horrific things we've ever seen and they need to keep it cool what is throwing us into shock and awe while we're watching this report they need to be cold-faced cool calm and collected and you know what for a lot of them as soon as they break from the studio, they break down in their cars. And and I hear it over and over and over again, right? So uh, eventually we all have a response to it. However, we can train the response and curb it, compartmentalize it, if you will. And we can teach the body to be more relaxed in these high intense uh, scenarios. And and obviously first responders, that's, you're seeing pretty horrific things. Um, but uh, But this happens day in and day out for many of us. So there's, there's what's actually happening once that's triggered in the brain. And once the brain identifies a threat of any kind, it could be a threat to your livelihood. It could be a physical threat. It could be financial threat, an emotional threat, uh, right? There's a variety of different threats that we analyze. Once that's, once that's noticed and identified, the brain does a couple things. First of all, it increases cortisol and adrenaline into the blood. The cortisol makes you hyper aware and hyper present in what's happening around you. The adrenaline diverts energy from otherwise normal regulatory functions in the body, which we'll talk about in a second, to the major muscle groups in the body so that you have power and strength to run or to fight, to save your life, to save your body, to fight or run, fight or flight is the response. And this catalyzes a bunch of changes in the body. And, and these are really worth mentioning. The first is it turns off rational thinking. There's that brain fog. There's that inability to come to a decision rationally. Anyhow, you are being irrational in that time. Um, the second is it turns off your immune system. I don't have to fight off viruses and bacteria. I need to save my life. Kind of something that's pretty important over the last three, three and a half years. It turns off your digestion. So now it doesn't matter how clean or organic your diet is how what supplements you're taking how amazing they are if you are in fight or flight you're not digesting any of it and lastly which i think is really relative and there are more things to talk about but generally uh turns off your reproductive organs i don't need to focus on procreation i need to focus on saving your life now that's important because i have so many friends and family that are going through rounds and rounds of ivf that are going mm -hmm. through all of these different issues miscarriage, which I don't like the term or the name miscarriage, but they're losing babies and losing pregnancies for a variety of different reasons. And stress and anxiety is at the core of all of this. So the top out of the top 10 reasons we die here in America, 
six of them are rooted in stress and anxiety. So this is a major issue. Many people are spending way too much time in that stressed and anxious or sympathetic nervous system response. And this is why I think this conversation is so important because when you start to think about what happens when you're stressed and anxious, and then you correlate how often you're stressed and anxious, and you said it best, it's one thing if it's for a little bit of time in the afternoon or the morning while you activate or deal with something or or tend to something, your kid or daughter or son has an issue and and you've got to jump in and, and right? Like my daughter's been running into my room at two o'clock in the morning and screaming, daddy, mommy, she's scared, right? And, and it's totally natural and I get that, but I am jetted out of a, a calm and restful, peaceful sleep because all of a sudden I'm on high alert and I need to activate. That cortisol and adrenaline takes time to dissipate from my blood. So when my daughter screams like that in the middle of the night, uh, which is seemingly might be life or death. I don't want to train that not to happen. I want to be wide awake when my daughter screams my name on the monitor or in my room. And, and it takes me an hour, sometimes an hour and a half, two hours to fall back asleep. And I have the breathing techniques and I have the guidance and I have the knowledge of what's happening. And it's still, if you're walking around in a triggered nervous system response, sympathetic nervous system response from the moment you wake up because you check an email on your phone, to the mm. moment you go to bed because you check an email on your phone. And by the way, if the last thing you look at is a threatening email from a client or uh, a boss or or something like that, and you're triggered, you're going to have sleep issues, right? And it's going to be directly correlated to that screen time or whatever you were reading, including the news or anything else that might be stimulating. So if you're walking around in a sympathetic nervous system response from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, day after day, week after week, month after month, you can see how detrimental this can be to your overall health and wellness, to your longevity, to the appearance that you have. And then, of course, to long-term chronic ailments that can develop over time when your body is not focused on cleaning, detoxifying, regulating, and performing the way it was naturally and so magnificently designed to operate. And uh, I think it's really important to share these things because... Most people don't realize I'm having reproductive issues. Maybe I'm stressed and anxious. I'm I'm having digestive issues. Maybe it's stress mm -hmm. and anxiety. One other thing that I think that you talk about with stress that a lot of people miss is, is the effect on our spiritual health as well. We, we are learning, I think, about are the physical uh physical detrimental effects of stress on the body and then we know we're talking about mental health more as a society we're even starting to talk about emotional health a little bit but you're talking about spiritual health like how is stress affecting us as far as our connection to uh, our own personal divine yeah and, and whatever that means to you whether it's a religious god or whether it's a personal spiritual inner knowingness whatever that looks like to you when you're stressed and anxious, a lot of those chakras, all right, a lot of those energy centers, as we obviously something we're going to talk about today, are closed. They're off. They're not open. Your energetic body is not connecting around you. And in fact, your aura, your energetic signature is pulled in tight because your energetic centers don't want to interact with the world around it. They're on high alert. They're locking down. They're protecting you. They're pulling themselves super close so that you can protect yourself in every way, shape, and form. So, yeah, I, I mean, everything that you mentioned, your emotional health, your mental health, your 
your spiritual health. I would, I would say that your relational health, your financial mm -hmm. health, right? All of these different pillars of your world are all on protect mode. They're all pulled in, pulled back and a fraction of what their full capabilities are because they're focused on saving themselves and they're in this high stress experience and representation. And, and yeah, it absolutely can impact your connection to the divine. It can, it can put blinders on to what's actually happening and create more blind spots in your world. So yeah, it's, it's, this is something that across it it across the board it impacts everything in your well-being yeah because everything is in a state of contraction rather than expansion i did an episode a while back on money trauma and financial trauma and you mentioned financial health and people would say i work and i work and i work and i never seem to get anywhere and i just i can't find an abundance mindset and i kind of think this is related to that right because of the there's no way to sort of match an expansion and abundance vibration of the universe when we're constantly pulled in just simply trying to protect our vital organs from this perceived threat or these real threats you're touching on something that's just i mean this is this is like the meat of it the juice of it okay so it's a self-deprecating process right Great. like like here i am trying especially your listeners right here they are trying to cultivate and manifest that abundance mindset and yet the universe is just throwing at them right because who knows where it comes from and and look i know what you're going through right now and my heart goes out to you and your family loss is never something that's easy grief is never something that's easy it's never planned there are times where it's it might be expected or You've got particular diagnoses. It doesn't make it any easier. In fact, I think in some ways it makes it more difficult. The universe is constantly throwing at us these, these hooks and it happens to the best of us. That's not going to change. That is this earthwalk and that is this world. Viktor Frankl has an incredible uh, quote. I'm, I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but it's something along the lines of uh, between a stimuli and a reaction, there is a space. And it's in that space that we get to decide how we're going to react to that stimuli. And, and they say time heals all wounds. Uh, time just gives you uh, an opportunity to reflect differently on that experience. And yeah, the difference between a minute, a week, a month, a decade, right? I mean, obviously you can think about, hey, how is this going? How am I going to feel about this 10 years from now? And, and you know, you're going to feel much different, but you're going to have time to process that. But let's go back to the, the person that's trying to manifest that money mindset that and the universe continues to throw these hooks at them. You're not going to change the hooks. What you're going to change to that point is how you're going to react to that stimuli and how it's going to phase you if it is or if it isn't. And you can see how, as I described before, if you're in a sympathetic nervous system response and you lack rational thinking, makes it really difficult for you to think rationally about what's coming at you. Whereas if you're cool, calm and collected, all of a sudden you've got more brain power, more mental capacity, more emotional EQ for you to handle what's coming at you, for you to reason about and compartmentalize what's actually happening and maybe put it all in perspective to say, you know what, on the grand scheme of things, this is not that big of a deal. 
versus when you're stressed and anxious and you're looking at that and it is like the worst thing that's ever happened. You don't know how you're going to recover. And this is why two different people can see the same thing and react completely differently and have their head on their shoulders. Those first responders, like I mentioned, is a great example of that. And I think it's important what you mentioned about just emotional intelligence, because I, I think what you're suggesting is that we just give ourselves a breath, not that you can't have emotions or that we're looking to eliminate emotions entirely. That's, that's absurd. We're looking to process them in, first of all, a timeline that makes sense on given the circumstances, but also in a, in a healthy way where we feel our way through it rather than just react to things sort of knee-jerk reaction. I don't think I said that very well. Would you elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, no, look, your, your point is astute and it's, and it's right on. When we're in a cool, calm and collected mindset, we give ourselves the opportunity to react differently. Now, reaction is reaction. I think back immediately to my daughter who's got a little doctor's kit right now and, and she's, you know, playing with hitting the reflex of with the reflex points in her knees and, and that sort of thing. And she likes dangling her knees and hitting that point and, you know, kicking out a reaction is a reaction. And, and it's, and it's there for very good reason. Look, the sympathetic nervous system response is designed to save your life. I don't want to deprogram it. I don't, I don't want that gone. No, nope. I, like I said, when my daughter comes into my room screaming to high hell, I'm going to react every single time. Yes. <laughs> okay. And because, you want to. Yeah, because she might come in. And, in fact, last night I, I couldn't fall asleep because I was thinking about my daughter coming into my room at two o'clock in the morning and trying to climb up my bed and falling. Oh, okay. Like, this is, but God forbid, right? Like yeah, it's sure. three and a half feet up. Is it the end of the world? No, but it's dark. And right. We sleep in a dark room, my wife and I. Like, so this is the stuff that's going through my head. Is she going to be okay? Is she going to climb into bed? That sort of thing. And is she going to get hurt? Right? Because we all have this negative self-talk in our brain. It's our egos. It's trying to keep us alive. It's constantly focused on the negative because that's the part that can hurt us. Mm -hmm. We have to train our brains to focus on the positive. And, and that's the part that I think allows us to influence that reaction. The reaction is not a bad thing. Um, the 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 emotional response that we have is in my opinion is never a bad thing there are no bad emotions there are no wrong emotional responses agree there are simply time frames to your point of how long that suffering is going to exist and that is a choice i know that's difficult to uh, uh to sometimes hear but suffering is 100% a choice and some of us are programmed to suffer longer than others. And sometimes it takes that shock from an outside stimuli to pull you out of the suffering that you're in. Sometimes it's a state change or a mindset change. Sometimes it's an external stimuli that's going to pull you out of it. And sometimes it's you simply thinking about that. And I think it's very easy for us in this human experience to take the victim role to think that it's the external factors that are imprinting and projecting on me. And that's why I feel that way. The reality is this, and I just created a, a video about this that's gonna go out on, on our socials. You control you, yeah. only you. You control the way you react. You control what you think. You control your human experience. And the moment you take responsibility for that is the moment everything changes. Everything changes. 
My daughter does not control my happiness. My wife does not control my happiness. I control my happiness. And, and there's a lot of different layers to that. But the reality is you control you just like I control me. And the moment you take that responsibility, really everything begins to change for you. And there are tools that you can pick up along the way that can help you to better sit in that seat and to maintain that control. For those of you that are a control freak, this will be very happy for you to hear. Uh, certainly it's- I don't know what you're talking say. about. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a control, I like, I like control. Everybody likes Everybody it. likes it, yeah. Of I was course. actually, I was just gonna say, so for those of us who would potentially like to opt out of suffering, if it's 100% our choice and we're just like, well, then I'm not gonna, what are the tools? And I mean, I know we're kind of being lighthearted about it, but truth, truly, what are the tools that we can develop to, to help us with that sort of self-control and to respond rather than react, as they say? So let's start with the easy stuff. Uh, the breath controls the mind. The mind controls the body. Okay. The breath controls the mind. The mind controls the body. So first things first, take a deep breath. <laughs> so simple. <laughs> but we forget it all the time. You don't have to download an app. You don't have to pay for a subscription. You don't have to buy any technology. You just have to recognize what's happening and go, just like we did before we started this this podcast. And I don't know if you can tell a difference in my voice. I can tell a difference in my voice <laughs> just from that one, that one breath. Uh, when we find ourselves breathing shallow, it typically correlates to a, a parasympathetic or a sympathetic nervous system response, a stress and anxious nervous system response. And by the way, stress and anxiety comes for a variety of different reasons. It could be because of an external negative stimuli it can also be because of a very positive one. Mm -hmm. um, getting anxious before a big talk. I stand in front of stages of 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000 people. I get nervous, okay? And I've been public speaking for 25 years, <laughs> okay? I'm a Toastmaster. I've led Toastmaster groups. I've got my competitor communicator. I've got these certifications in public speaking. And, and I still get excited before I go and I speak before a large audience. And by the way, excitement looks just like anxiousness. I was just gonna ask, is that like a, is that like a reframe tool that you use? Can you, yeah, exactly. when you say, oh, I feel extremely anxious. Can you just take a moment and today, take that deep breath and in that breath, reframe and say, I am excited. 100%. I was telling people would um, have, you know, I used to have job interviews. I would hire people and people would say, oh, I'm so nervous. And I would say, well, of course you are. You care about what you're doing. Yeah. If you didn't care, you wouldn't be nervous. And I, that simple reframe a lot of time to help people say, oh, that's right. I, this is this is an expression of the passion I have for what I do and what I want to show you in this audition. And so I was wondering if reframing, like you were saying, is another one of the tools that you help people with. Absolutely. Look, all of that takes the awareness and the wherewithal, the mindfulness, which is one of the reasons why meditation is so powerful, practicing the ability to slow down, practicing the ability to let thoughts flow through your, your mind. Uh, the purpose of meditation is not to turn off the thoughts. It's not possible. Your brain I think that's only knows such a big, unfortunate myth about med meditation. Unfortunate. It's a major misconception, yeah. right? Yeah, the brain only knows how to do one thing, yeah. and that is to think. <laughs> 
So thoughts are constantly going to flow. Even if the thought is I'm not thinking about anything that is still a thought, <laughs> right? And by the way, that occupies uh, the mind. And, and that is a, a part of being mindfulness and a part of that awareness of knowing what state you're in. I'm in Nevada right now, uh, Nevada, I should say. Um, but not that state. I mean, the mental state that you're in. Are you stressed? Are you anxious? Are you drifting more towards stress and anxiety or more towards calm and relaxed? And then what are the tools that you have to recognize that? And the breath is is first and foremost. Um, a regular meditative practice is is another thing. And, and I'm here. I, I own and operate a tech-assisted meditation company. Okay. <laughs> I make furniture and music that guides the mind, body, and spirit into a deeper meditative state faster and keeps you there longer. That is the entire intention behind what we do here at In Harmony Interactive, In Harmony Media, and through our record label and everything that we do. I'm the first one to tell you that you don't need my tech. <laughs> this is going to be a tough But we love our tech. <laughs> this is, this is going to be, look, I love my tech too. I'm wearing the Apple Watch. I've got the AirPods. There's literally one, two, three, four screens sitting in front of me. Okay. I'm a technologist. I've got the headphones. I've got, uh, you name it. I've got it. Okay. I'm here to embrace all of the modern conveniences that we surround ourselves with. And at the same time, I'm here to tell you that if you have the wherewithal to get outside, to sit down on, on, on a patch of grass to close your eyes and simply listen and lose yourself in the sounds that are around you and drop into a meditative state. Congratulations. And do that once a day, twice a day, three times a day, as often as you need it to teach your mind how to move from a beta into alpha, theta, delta, and so on, these different brainwave states, how to drift into that meditative state to slow and calm your breathing, to slow and calm your heart rate, and to allow you to drift into that deep meditative state. And I'm here to tell you, for those of you that cannot do that, myself included, there are tools that we have available to us that can help you to do that, mainly in Harmony products, the In Harmony meditation cushion, the In Harmony sound lounge, In Harmony practitioner, and of course the In Harmony music meditations app that can help to guide the mind, body, and spirit into those deeper meditative states without you thinking about it, without you trying to get there, because that's often self-deprecating. Uh, and you simply relaxing into that moment and losing yourself in the music that we create and giving your mind, body, and spirit the ability to rest and relax. So there's lots of different tools, not just what we do here at In Harmony. Infrared, sauna, cold therapy is phenomenal at this. Um, so is crystal therapy, right? I mean, there's the photobiomodulation, red light therapy, blue light therapy. I mean, the list goes on to the technologies that we have access to today, PEMF, infrared saunas, uh, the infrared light, which I keep one right next to my desk. Um, I mean, there's there's lots of different tools that we have at our fingertips that we can utilize to help the body drift into a more relaxed state. And then, so, and I also am a huge proponent of a meditation practice. It has changed my life more than anything else that I have ever, ever done. Um, it's like a and, muscle, right? Your brain, you're training your muscle yeah. to to you're training your brain to drift into that meditative state by the way the difference between meditation and sleep is a narrow one <laughs> okay yes um, it's a fine line but i do think there is 
it, it is an important distinction yeah. um, and both are vital. <laughs> Absolutely. Look, when we sleep, we are, our body is literally going through a, a sleep cycle. Many of them back to back, they're 90 minutes and they're stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four, where the body prepares itself for sleep. And then we drift into a REM sleep or rapid eye movement for stage five. And, and rapid eye movement is a theta brainwave state, um, which is a target brainwave state for meditation and mindfulness. So there are a lot of commonalities between the two of them. And there are also some differences. Yes. Um, a lot of people when they're first learning how to meditate will fall asleep. That's okay. Um, yeah. and, and that's totally okay. A lot of folks will drift into an alpha or theta brainwave state and not be sleeping, but be in a trance-like state and recognize that as sleep, when in reality, you're simply at that target brainwave state where we have no concept of time, where we have no concept of where we are or what's happening, and we are instead in a dream state. Um, and, and it's a very beautiful place to be. Go there as often as possible and hang yeah, right? out there. Yeah. And all of these things are, I tell people it's more about the practice. It's more about the sitting down and, and taking the time to do it than it is the result of what happens during that time. Absolutely. Because again, it's like, it, it's like uh, going to the gym, right? Like you go walk on the treadmill for 30 minutes. That one session isn't the thing that gets you fitter. It's the accumulation. It's the consistency. It's showing up day after day on your meditation cushion uh, in on the patch of grass, wherever, wherever you choose to engage with those brainwave states, yeah. it's about taking those moments for yourself. Look, it, it's a practice, right? Yeah. It's, it's a practice. And, and nobody's talking about their meditation performance, right? We're, <laughs> right? we're practicing. Practice. That's right. It, it's like a practice. Look, not only that, but it pays dividends across every aspect. And it, and this ties right back into how we started. And, and I want to talk about the InHarmony Meditation Cushion and a couple different groups that we serve because it is this practice and it does transcend across your entire life and everything that you do. So if you dedicate, let's just say 10 minutes every morning or 11 minutes, if you're listening to the InHarmony Music Meditations app, right? Give yourself 11 minutes every morning to intentionally focus on calming and quieting your mind, allowing thoughts to flow through and allowing your breath to be deep and intentional. And that becomes your practice each and every morning. And then you launch into your day and then you hit traffic on your way. That's not usually there, an accident. It's pretty bad. You can see it. You're watching the police on the scene and there's just no place that you can go. You're unfortunately just watching what's happening. You're now going to be late. You can now drift into that meditative practice. Maybe you send some healing energy to the folks that are there because they definitely pick up on that. We are really powerful in the way that we are connected to one another here on this earth plane. Maybe you take some time to quiet your breath. Maybe you take some time as you're quieting your breath to recognize that you had a jam-packed morning and now's a good time for you to make some phone calls because you're going to need to make some adjustments from that, right? Um, I'll give you another great example that comes up for me day in and day out. Um, you're traveling you're in a rush. I was just at the airport. I was going to run to catch a plane. There were no snacks on the plane that I agree with. So I knew I wanted to stop by and get some nuts and, you know, a couple things that I could eat. I'm sitting, I'm literally, my gate was right there. I am sitting there while this gal in front of me put in the wrong pin code to her debit card, I think six times in a row. <laughs> like, I, 
all I wanted to do was buy. I know my card's going to work. All I want to do is going to buy. Like she could have swiped it. She could have done the tap. She could have tried a different card. I was ready to pay for everything that she, I, I'll, I'll just take care of it. Right. And, and that's not the right answer. The right answer is. It's all good. Right. I'm going to make my flight. It's right there. I'll be a few minutes, a few moments later, but it'll be fine. And, and staying in that, that calm and relaxed state and not allowing myself to get triggered in that, in that moment. Um, and, and when we take that practice, that regular meditative practice, that 11 minutes in the morning or 11 minutes at night, or I really like my favorite time to meditate is actually the transition between my work day and my home life. That's a good one. I like to just clear and calm and, and, and become present so that I can be the best version of myself for my family and for whatever the, the disconnect, the compartmentalize of the workday and bring that into my family time and give myself an opportunity to really be present, that transcends my entire day, day in and day out, and gives me the tools I need when I need them because I took the time to practice. I think that's incredibly important, that transition time between like, one side of our personality and another side of our personality like i realize that our goal of course is to be a fully integrated human being but you know you behave differently at work than you do with your children as you should but you don't want to take those pieces of you sometimes or maybe it was a very hard day and just leave that leave that at the office you know it doesn't have to be not every part of your life has to be with you in every other part of your life if you don't want it to be. And I think these are tools that that help us do that. You know, you said earlier, you can teach your body to sort of delay the entry into fight or flight. And what I, I, I think you're saying is that having the meditation practice gives you the tool and the ability and it becomes more of a habit to take that break, to take that breath than if you don't have the habit of meditation, right? You already have it and it's your go-to as opposed to something you have to think actively about. You just, yeah. it becomes yeah, a it natural becomes thing a, for you. It, it becomes a reflex, right? So look, that's the word I was looking for, reflex. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Even in simple situations like a disagreement with a spouse or a partner or your child, you have a moment to <laughs> uh, that that wonderful skill of thinking before you speak. <laughs> that, Still working that we, on that one. Oh, I, I, uh, 
still still working on that one. I do feel like we're all working on that one, but this is one way we can work on it, right? You get you can think before you speak because I don't know about can you? Yeah, you can. They say yeah, okay. yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> but I don't. I'm sure this has never happened to y'all. This is just me. But I will be in the heat of the moment and I will think of something really snarky to say, and I will think to myself, "Don't say it! Don't say it! Don't!" And then I'll. Say it. And then you all know? of a sudden you hear it and, and you're like, like what, what was I thinking? <laughs> you know, I just, I made a situation worse and I'd really like to make it better. Right. And I like, I didn't help anybody. I don't feel better now that I said this snarky thing. Right. And so, um, so again, and I love that decades long meditator still sometimes cannot control my brain and my mouth. And it's this, but it's the practice. Yeah, it's a practice. It's it's a practice. Look, my my family triggers me. Yep. I trigger my family. For some of you, for some of you that are listening, just saying the word trigger triggers triggers you, you. totally, <laughs> right? Like, totally. That is, by the way, the triggering that we're talking about is the reaction from parasympathetic into sympathetic. That is the crux of what we're talking about, and yeah. and the and the practice. Um, and the parasympathetic I, nervous system, just to remind everybody, that's the opposite of the sympathetic nervous system. And it can get confusing, but the parasympathetic is when your body is ready to, they say, rest and digest. So yeah. when you hear us saying these terms, that's just kind of a quick little primer. Yeah, calm, calm and relaxed. It's, it's our natural state. We are meant to be chilling. <laughs> that is really important to, to remember too, that we are actually not supposed to be this stressed our bodies are not designed to handle it and that is why we're breaking down mentally emotionally physically and you know look the let me just add on to that because i think it's so important okay when you're in a parasympathetic nervous system response calm and relax rest and digest your body is doing just that it is resting and digesting and when it does that, it's also going through all of these magnificent processes that the body needs to go through. Autophagy, killing off dead cells, detoxification. Um, it's it's cleansing and cleaning your desk. It's becoming more efficient, more effective. It is actually tending to and healing dead cells and cells that no longer serve you. It is going through this vast checklist and it's all happening at the same time of beautiful processes that are designed to optimize your human performance. And all of those come to a screeching halt when we move into sympathetic. So if we're in that all the time, you are never, never getting the benefits of the parasympathetic nervous system, which is supposed to be where we spend most of our time. And so it's just, it's very complicated. And I'm glad there are people like you that, uh, you know, have sort of made it their life's work to, uh, remind us of that. And I'm actually super curious about your your technology because even though I said earlier, we love our tech, I, str- I sometimes struggle with technology, uh, so, but I'm super curious about your tech. And and I when I meditate, I usually just sit there. Um, so I, I'm just hoping you can take a few minutes and let me know what, what? <laughs> Yeah. So look, I'm, I'm a technologist, right? I, I mentioned I've got all the things and there's technology all over my house. I love my Wi-Fi. I love my cell phone. All right. I, I'm on it constantly. It's one of the things that allows me to be connected. Now, at the same time, I'm also really good about hopping in my motorhome and going off grid completely. 
and getting as far away from those signals as I can to give my body that rest and relaxation. Um, I use sound and vibration to teach and guide the body into a deeper meditative state. And you don't have to think about it. It's involuntary. It just happens. Your body knows what to do. Your brain knows what to do. And it simply entrains to the music that we create and the vibratory experience that we create. So we use something called tactile transducers, which is a fancy word for, for half of a speaker. It's the magnet or the driver behind the cone of a subwoofer. And we use that to translate vibration directly to the body. So we have mechanoreceptors in our skin that, that tell us changes in pressure. Um, that signal goes to the brain. When you're feeling vibration, think of a nightclub with a powerful sound system or a concert uh, where you're at an outdoor and you feel the bass. What you're actually feeling is changes in pressure on your skin. And that is uh, in real time being recognized in milliseconds actually by fractions of a second by your brain as the music and the compressions from the subwoofers that are coming. We do the same thing, only we do it with much less power, much less energy, and you're connected to and laying on or sitting on that, that speaker. Um, we couple that with the same frequencies and plus more of wider range on the ears. And this creates a three-dimensional, fully immersive sound experience that guides you into a alpha, theta, delta, or gamma, higher states of consciousness, brainwave state. And it does so on command. Um, and all you need to do is lose yourself in the music. That's the instruction that I give people is, hey, just lose yourself in the music for the next 11 minutes, the next 22 minutes, 33 minutes, 66 minutes, or however long it is. We've got tracks that range in our app from two minutes to two hours. We're constantly coming out with new music. That's what the app subscription goes towards is maintaining the app and making new music. We release about a new track every week. And you can listen to our music just through your iPhone and, and a, a set of headphones. Um, or you can, um, you can use the AirPods if you choose. Uh, you can use a Bluetooth speaker. You can use your home st stereo system. You can hop in your car. I don't recommend to do this while you're driving. But a lot of times our cars have a great sound system. You can lay down and, and kick it, uh, listening to our app there as well. Or you can make the investment into the InHarmony Meditation Cushion, the InHarmony Practitioner, or the InHarmony Sound Lounge, which are delivery systems for sound and frequency directly to your body. And when you increase the delivery system, like investing in a piece of our technology, increase the benefits. So now not only are you impacting the brain, but you're also having physiological benefits to your nervous system, to your, to your organs, to your physical body. It helps with lymphatic drainage. It resets the nervous system from sympathetic to parasympathetic, which the app by itself can do, but the technology does much more effectively. The technology, the furniture that we create also sends signals to every muscle in the body, telling it to relax. This is really important. You're feeling stressed, you're feeling anxious, the muscles in your neck, cranial sacral, all of these different muscles, they start to pull tight and get stressed. Vibroacoustic therapy, which is a body of research that governs what we do, the vibrations actually send a signal to your muscles telling them to relax. So not only are we relaxing your nervous system and the energetic and emotional mental centers of the body, but we're also literally sending a signal to every physical aspect of your body telling it to relax as well, which is absolutely remarkable. The bigger the unit from the meditation cushion to the sound lounge, the more intense that vibratory experience, uh, the greater the physical and physiological benefits are going to be and um yeah this is this is what we do we've we've designed this technology to last you a lifetime uh comes with a two-year warranty parts and service we stand behind our tech um, but if you take care of it, it it should last you 
a lifetime and it'd be an investment that not only helps you, but also helps your entire family and your entire community. Can I ask an odd question Absolutely. about that? Please. So sound vibration and, and the pressure on the skin and stuff is, is this replicating something that occurs in nature that we're just not getting anymore? Because I mean, we're, con we're, we're living in a world full of sound and noise and so quiet is actually very difficult to come by so i'm curious if this is a uh an question. experience that we're missing because yeah. we live so immersed in this other noise or if this is apart from that entirely or both I don't know. it's a great question give me uh give me a minute or two to answer this okay because i think this is uh, first of all i've never been asked this second of all i think this really gets to the crux of of um the human experience so these mechanoreceptors are all over our skin, on the bottoms of our feet, on the top of our head. It's how you touch and and perceive touch. Okay, our brains, our subconscious mind is processing something like 4 billion inputs per second, 4 billion stimuli per second. That's what the brain capacity is, okay? Most of that is opted out. The reticular activator system of the brain basically tells your brain what's important, what isn't, so that our conscious mind can really only handle four bits of information per second and four billion is filtered down to four okay for example you don't feel your clothes right now now you do because i mentioned right. feel your clothes and your reticular activator system went oh yeah i can feel my clothes and it drifted up to the priority list right and then it's going to drift away as we continue to talk about things so the vibratory experience let's talk about harmonic resonance and let's talk about uh, resonant frequency because we all have a resonant frequency that is our resting frequency. And we all have a, we all come into and out of harmonic resonance with frequencies that we are presented with. Some of them are audible. We can hear them. Some of them are physical. We can feel them. My air conditioning unit, I'm in Las Vegas. It's 73 degrees. The sun is shining on my house. My thermostat, which I'm eternally grateful for, just automatically kicked on my air conditioning unit, which is very loud and vibrates. I can feel it. You can't hear it because this microphone's not picking it up, but I feel it. Okay. So to your point, yes, we are constantly being and interacting, being influenced and interacting with different frequencies throughout our everything. Now, when you go camping, a lot of times when you first get away from the big city, your ears will ring in the silence. The silence will be deafening. It will take some time for your body to adjust to the energetic signatures of being out in nature. The very environment that I'm in right now, which by the way, is a very safe environment that's well manicured. I'm sitting in a crystal grid. I've got the humidifiers and the air conditioners and the cleansers and the all the things, okay? Um, however, I'm also sitting in Wi-Fi. I'm also sitting underneath lights and your speakers, the speaker system, right? Your voice is actually coming through my subwoofer that's underneath my desk, right? Like I'm sitting in all of these different energetic and physical signatures. When I go camping and I sit around a campfire in the middle of nowhere and my RV's generator is off and, and the water, you know, the water pump and all the things that make noise are off, my body begins to adjust. Not only that, but if I take off my shoes, and I plant my feet on the ground, you will begin to pick up on the signature, the vibratory signature of the land that you're on, which is why if you ever go to 
I think of the Aborigines or Native Americans that have been living here and they're barefoot and you don't have the calluses on your feet. So you're wearing shoes. They'll know when a buffalo is charging three miles away or if a herd of buffalo are moving towards you or away from you just based on the energetic signature of their feet. And yet you're looking at this person like, what are you doing? They have slowed down such that they can recognize and pick up on those energetic signatures. And, and you and I are fully capable of that if we remove the external stimuli. And, and I, I think this question is really astute and I'm glad I took some time to explain it because our bodies are constantly coming into harmonic resonance with the frequencies that we're presented with. And this beautiful society that we have co-created as safe and wonderful and beautiful as it is, it is absolutely not quiet. No. <laughs> and even if you think it's quiet, it's not quiet. There's a compressor on my fridge that's making more noise than I want it to make. There's a, right? Like our the energetic battery body, is worrying your television, even if it's off, but it's plugged in is making sound, right? It's, is a very, very noisy world. Yeah. And so- about, and, then, and then we have the electromagnetic signature. Yes. The stuff we don't see. I know, because I have a trimeter and I've tested it, I know I'm exposing my body to a lot of magnetic energy sitting in front of my computer screens right now. And it's something that I consciously do because of the work that I do and the benefit and the impact that I want to bring to the world. This is a necessary part of my life. And- I do as much as I can to mitigate that, including this red light therapy, which helps to cut some of that magnetic energy and that RF energy, including different technologies, including the crystal grid that I'm sitting in. I wasn't kidding. There's literally crystals all around me. Okay. Um, and, and this energetic signature is, is also something that we need to constantly mind and be, and tend to. Um, and, and so with the music, and the the physical vibrations provided by your technology you're not necessarily replicating something else from nature you're just giving your body an opportunity to be resonant with the vibrations you want it to be resonant with rather than just what exists in the world outside of your control am i understanding correctly nailed it Great. right so look if if somebody comes into your my house and they're having a rough day it happens all the time, right? We all have rough days. That energetics, I pick up on. I'm incredibly em empathic and empathetic, and I pick up on these things. And I know, hey, is everything okay? You want to sit down and talk about it? You want to get on the sound lounge? You want to have a session, right? You need that external stimuli that can change your physical response. And that's one of the many benefits of our tech is that it can actually unlock and release emotional and energetic stress on the body, not just physical stress. And you can use music meditations to shift your mindset, to shift your thinking to, again, if you know you're in a stressed and anxious mindset, you can put on a music meditation, take a few deep breaths, relax and lay back and listen to or feel these vibrations. And on the other side of it, you'll have the chemical cascades triggered in the body associated with being calm and relaxed. And that gives you a whole new perspective and a whole new uh, outlook on that particular day, past the situation that you were just in or whatever it was that got you into that state. And, and look, that situation might be so powerful that as soon as you get off the sound lounge, you're pulled back into that state. And that's okay. 
Yeah. I, I welcome. I invite you to get back on the sound lounge and do it again. <laughs> but it is <laughs> no really nice maximum. To, to get that break, right? To have that where uh, people are constantly self-medicating to find that break. And this is a much sort of safer, healthier option. Meditation yeah, of no any kind, effects. but right. There's, well, the side effect is you get 15 minutes, 11 minutes, whatever of relaxation. Right. And totally. there's, you know, there's no harm done. Only benefit. No, in fact, quite the opposite. Yeah. You're only your body in a parasympathetic, like we talked about it all of a sudden can turn on the regulatory processes that it's designed to do your digestion improves your reproductive organs come back on your your immune system kicks back into high gear the detox pathways which you're activating with the vibration if you're on our tech is increasing lymphatic drainage right like the circulation is improving which brings more blood and oxygen like all of a sudden your body is invigorated your body is thrown into this relaxed state that allows it to do the thing that it naturally knows how to do and in a very brilliant and magnificent way, your body begins to perform the way it was designed to perform. Yeah, and let, let it do what it ease. wants to do for you. Yeah, look, a state of dis-ease is when your body's not performing the way it was beautifully designed. Yeah. Bringing your body into that relaxed state gives it the ability to show off the beauty and the magnificence that it really is. Craig, this conversation has been so incredibly fascinating and I just so interested in the research that you've done and that you're you're continuing to do so thank you for sharing that with me you're welcome. Um, thank you it is not something i really had ever thought about until you made that just that beautiful description so i i i learned a lot today um if people want to find out more about you you've mentioned the name of the app and some of your products but i'm guessing you've got a website or social medias that people oh. can visit and learn more Absolutely. I am in harmony.com is our website. I A M I N H A R M O N Y.com. You can find us on all the socials by searching in harmony interactive uh, or in harmony media in harmony interactive predominantly on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. I mean, we're Great. we're everywhere. You can hop into the Google and search in harmony interactive or I am in harmony and, and I'm the human being on the other side of the comments. Uh, just so we're, we're very clear. Um, <laughs> I am the human being on the other side of the comments. I'm the human being on the other side of support at email address. You call the phone number that's at the bottom of our website. This phone is the phone that's ringing. <laughs> you, you are the voice answering the phone. Yes. I want to be. I think that's a really yeah. important role. I, I think to have a phone number on our website today is something that's so lost on humanity and I just think you need to be able to pick up the phone and, and chat with somebody. So if yeah, you want I'm to the talk same. to me, I want to talk to you. Like you send me a, you send your chakra coach a message. It's me. You're getting me. People are like, oh, uh, I don't know if you'll get this to Sarah. I'm like, I will. <laughs> Sarah's got it. Hi. Sarah's got it. Yeah. Um, thank you. I will put all of that in the, the show notes, of course, so that it's uh, easy to find. Thank you so much for your time today oh, and for your expertise you. and for being a relaxation expert in a world that desperately needs them. I'm super grateful to be here and, and thank you so much for having me. I hope you have a beautiful and a blessed day. Same to you. Bye.